So good to see everybody here today. We are in the year, in the new year, so we are, uh, we are excited about, uh, about what God has in store. And we've been talking a lot about, uh, uh, last year we talked a lot about foundations. And uh, uh, in that year we used the word foundation a lot. I don't know if I preached a lot on the foundation itself. Hey John, have a seat buddy. We, uh, but we, we talked about foundation and we talked about we needed to be on a firm foundation and then we talked a lot about what that was with the cross, the new covenant, uh, a lot of the, 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 the strength and the stability and what the rock that we needed to be on. Uh, so, but I, I want to start out this year, um, we started out last week with going back to Ezra because that's how we kind of surprisingly didn't know where we were going. A lot of times it's just week to week, God uh, giving direction, uh, but but. God really ended the year in my heart just doing cartwheels of, of just surprising me with the, how he pieced things together. And when you uh, rely on him, it's amazing how much better that is than yourself. <laughs> he always has a better, uh, better way of doing things. And, uh, and so, uh, but we ended in such a way that just thrilled my soul with coming down kind of to Ezra and to the foundation there and new covenant at the end and just uh and so I was thought we were moving ahead but 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 God said wait just a minute kind of slow down and we 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 went to Ezra and we're building momentum and last week we talked about how before they when they came out of captivity and they were coming back to and and, and yesterday I just read the I, I had a wonderful day I, I tell you get along with God I, I had the most incredible time yesterday uh, with the Lord, and I just uh, uh, just all day, I, I, I read the whole book of Ezra yesterday, I, I, just, I just spent, uh, it, was just, it was just good, I, I, I picked up around the house, did a few things, Marcy had to go somewhere, and I, I did a few things, to, and then I'd, then I'd spend time with God, and then I'd do a few more things, and then I'd spend time with God, and it was just a, it was just a, a wonderful day, and uh, I just keep uncovering and seeing things in this in this book that's just amazing. But they they came out of captivity, and last week we talked about how before they actually built and laid the foundation, that they 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 put the altar in place because you have to have devotion with God. You have to have a relationship with God reestablished before you can go work in the temple. Before you can minister unto him or to anyone else. And so we said this year that God laid in our heart outreach and evangelism and, and going to the world with the commission, throwing the nets out and catching uh, the, you know, uh, follow me. Yesterday, another thing in our reading, I hope you're getting the, the reading, man. I'm just going to slow down just a minute. The reading of the Bible this year, when we, we decided to do the 260 uh, uh, as a, as a complement to the, the Word of God, Caleb just kept pushing me. That was something I had and I had done, and we prayed and we were asking. He kept asking, Dad, what are we going to do for the Bible reading? You need to, you need to announce it. You need to let the people know. And I was like, I don't know. I'm looking at plans and this. And he said, well, what about this? And I looked at it, and, and, and man, I prayed, and, and it was spot on. And you are responding because on the app every day, it's like, wow, wow, wow. This is just helping my Bible. And it, and it is. It's just building, and it's awesome. But uh, uh, so, so get, get on board in reading. And, and yesterday, something, it's so amazing how God shows you little things when you read. And, and use, use good sources and resources and teaching aids and, and, and commentaries. This, this Bible, I had two or three Bibles out there, and, and I had a Bible. And it is good to read it in this and then read it in that and use this and then use that. Yesterday, I, I, I know Daniel loves this Bible, and I, I had one, and I haven't really opened it much. And it's a Charles Spurgeon Bible, and I, and I opened it up this week. I was just sitting there, and I just felt drawn to re read it and read what was in saying about the verses that we were reading. And, and uh, man, there was something he said in there that was so profound that in this little bitty just, just verse of follow me and I will make you. And I had never picked up on I will make you. And that's what this whole year is about. Being on the right foundation and up out of that foundation being built into a spiritual house correctly. 
Follow him and he will make us into the right church, the right marriage, the right home, the right Christian. He will make us. I, I've, hel- I've tried to help him a lot of years make me into a good Christian. I'm done with that. It's not Brad and God helping. It's God now. I want him to build me into a spiritual house. I want him to fill this house with his glory. And, and I just, that was so profound. So I don't care how many times you read the Bible, preach something, teach something. There's always room to just, just, just know more and learn more and grow and so get in the word of God and let it speak and thank you for sharing things that God's telling you because you're helping me when you're doing that on the app and other places and you're saying man God showed me this and God and I'm like wow yes 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 and it's teaching me and teaching each other and just get excited about the word and that's going to be part of what we're looking at today but I I say all that to say uh, today we're going to look we're going to look at foundations because we talked about the altar last week so we're going to look at the foundation one more time today, and next week the building's going to be furnished. God furnishes his temple. He furnishes his temple so that the work can be done. And so out of this devotion life, yes, the work of God's going to be done. And this is going to be done this year in our lives. Amen? We're, not, we're, 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 no, we're, not, we're going to get busy. All of us. All of us are going to be preachers. All of us are going to get busy and get our hands dirty. And we're going to, we're going to work. We're going to cast the nets. Amen? Get your nets ready. We're going to be fishermen. Follow me and I will make you fishermen of men. We're going to become fishermen of men. Okay? So we're going to get our nets ready here at Brookside Church of God. And we're going to cast our nets in the coming year. But today we're going to look at foundations for the future. It's going to be another part of this message next week, but let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you for being here. Good looking crowd, good looking group of people, good people at home. I know we got some sick and we miss you and I hope they're tuned in right now, but let's go to the Lord in prayer and let God speak to us today. Father, speak to our hearts and change our lives. God, I thank you for this church, God. I believe, God, this is a group of people that love you and they love each other. I believe, God, this is a group of people that, Lord, we are, we are healed and we are, we, are, we are standing on a firm foundation, God. We are standing on the rock of Christ. God, we have come to the altar. We, we, have, we, have, we, have, we, have, we know that we are forgiven. We know that we are, 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 are saved by the blood of the Lamb. And we are on a firm foundation. Our relationship with you has been reestablished, God. And Lord, I just experienced in some of the greatest times with you, God, where I had been stale and dry, uh, God, as of recent. It was all I could do to just get into the Bible or go to church. But God, something is happening. And God, I am excited. I'm excited about the Word of God. I'm excited about my time in prayer. God, it's like I, where I had doubt and unbelief, God, this past year of just teaching and preaching the covenant and seeing this in your Word, God, it's just absolutely coming back, God, to, 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 the, to the foundation and, Lord, having my life built, God, according to your vision and your plan. God, somewhere we seem sometimes to get off track and start building building with, with something we shouldn't be building in a way that we shouldn't be building. And God, it's good to come back to the basics. And God, I believe you're bringing up this church. I hope you're bringing America and the world, God, Christians all around the world, back to where our lives are being built correctly by the master builder. Lord, we love you. We pray that you would speak today to our, our, our lives and you would change us through the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Foundations for the future. If you got your Bible, go to Isaiah 54, 10, and then turn to Ezra 3, and we will start picking up here. Listen to what it says in Isaiah 54. It says this, uh, uh, or Isaiah, uh, I I got the wrong, uh, that should say Isaiah 54 and 10. I'm sorry, I did that yesterday as well, but that should say Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 and 10, and it reads like this. For the mountains may move and the hills may disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. Oh, oh, though though the world disappears, though 
COVID ravages, plague and pestilence, though the seas roar and the mountains quake and whatever. It, it, the, for the mountains may move and the hills may disappear, but even then, my God loves us. God loves us. He loves us. Don't doubt the love of God no matter what is going on. Though all these things happen, my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken. Thank God, because why we learn who keeps the covenant? He keeps the covenant with himself. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He can't break it. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. God is good. They came to the altar. They came to the foundation. And all of a sudden, we are right with God. We're going to sing. Let's get a good hymn. What would be a good hymn to sing in this instant? For you are good and your mercy endures forever. Amen. I mean, sing it forever. God, you are good. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Because it's an everlasting covenant. It's not going to be broken. We can sing that now forever. And so that song is in their heart and it rises up out of that place. Well, now go with me to today's scripture and back to Ezra. Ezra 3.10, that is the correct place there. And it says, when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests stood in their apparel with trumpets and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals to praise the Lord according to the ordinance of David, the king of Israel. Next one. And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever towards Israel. Then all the people shouted with great shout. And when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was Laid, the Bible says. And look at uh, the next verse. But many of the priests and the Levites and the heads of the fathers' houses, old men had seen the first temple. They wept with a loud voice. I want you to notice what's going on here. They wept with a loud voice when the foundation of this temple was laid before their eyes. Yet many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not. Now notice this because we're coming back here. That the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of weeping of the people. We want, a, we want a symphony. We want a symphony of voices and a symphony of a shout coming out of this house that people can discern, that people can understand, and people can, can know. The people shouted with a loud voice and with a shout, and the sound was heard from afar off, the Bible says. Now look at verse 13. So that the people could not discern the noise. This is what really caught my attention. The, the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, but the sound was heard afar off. It's heard. I, I just want that to stick with you because I want, we're going to come back there at the end and you're going to see something marvelous. Before they, they, they built the, the, the temple and before the, they, they, they put the foundation back in place, the Bible says that they built the altar. And we saw that last week. And we saw that that altar is not a place where we go to get God to respond to us. It's not where we go, Raymond, and try to manipulate or twist his arm. Oh, please, 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 God. It's a place where we are responding to what he did for us. He died for us. He paid the price for our sins. He's already paid it. He's now waiting on you to respond to the finished work of Calvary and everything that He has done. He's waiting on you to make the move. He's waiting on you to come to Him and, and to repent and believe the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ and to receive Christ into your life and, and, and to respond to Him. And that's the altar. That's where we go. It's the already finished work of the cross that was taken care of and, the, and done before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. That, that, that Christ was already crucified. Christ, that's how much God loves you. That's how much God knew we, need, we needed a Savior and we needed redemption and we needed forgiveness, God. Guys, that's how much. And so that altar, they began to put that back into place. And then the Bible says they built the foundation of the temple 
temple. And once the foundation of the temple was in place, they began to rejoice. They began to sing, the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. And the Bible says there was such a noise abroad. That's why I don't care if you're in this room. I, hey, if you want to shout, you shout. If you get a revelation of what God's done for you and you need to shout, you shout. If you get a revelation and you need to weep a tear, you weep a tear. If you need to, if you need to dance a little jig, you dance a little jig. Man, if God, you, you shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You raise your hands in triumph and praise to this God who's more than enough. If you need to clap your hands or if you just need to stand there and reverend awe or sit there and just ponder this glorious God, then you feel free to do so. But I'm going to tell you something. It's hard to sit there and understand the altar and the foundation and not be moved to worship God. Amen. And this group sure didn't. They, they, there was such a noise that some were weeping and some were joyful. Now, it reminds me of the amusement park. I heard a preacher telling this. Because at an amusement park, there's all kind of noises going. There's, there, 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 are, there are kids that are overwhelmed by characters and uh, so excited and running and giddy and they are laughing. There are moms swiping credit cards if it's a Disney World because it costs a bazillion dollars and they're swiping. And there are dads over there looking at their app on the uh, bank app and they are weeping tears every time the credit card is being swiped. And there are people that stand in line for two hours for the one new ride, only to get up to the front and say, Wally World is closed. It broke down. And there is weeping and gasping and gnashing of teeth, right? And, 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 and so there's all these sounds and all these emotions that are going on. And that's what's happening here at this place where they are at this place. There is this undiscernible noise at this foundation. But, the, but God wants the church to be a symphony that, is clarity, that has a, a clarity about it. We In this coming year, we have a clear direction. We're going in the direction of God. We're going in the vision of God. And we don't want to have all kind of ideas or man-centered thinking. We don't want to have all kind of soundbites or ideas or cliches or this. We don't want to tweet out this or that sounded cool or I saw that from the latest fad. No, we need a clarity of a symphony of clarity that comes from God's Word, that comes from obedience to the Word of God that goes forth out of this place and that it's like a beautiful symphony where people see and are here as it's noised abroad everywhere. And so that's what we want in these coming days. Amen? And so let's look at the foundation. There's three purposes to the foundation. And this is why I wanted to back that and slow down and tell us we've talked a lot about foundation. What's the big deal about a foundation? Well, number one, the foundation holds up the structure. So I would say it's quite important. It holds up the structure. If you don't have a good foundation, your structure's gone. Number two, the foundation resists Movement. That's important. The earth shakes. If things happen, it resists movement. It's going to hold things firm and in place. And it's going to, and then and then thirdly, it's going to provide balance. Amen. It's going to provide the right balance for you. So we're going to look at this. Look at number one. The the, the it holds the structure up. Number one, the foundation does. Now listen, uh, I've been to a lot of parties. They're, they're at this foundation, and they've laid it. They've built it. And now they're, they're praising God at the foundation. And to me, it's interesting, that they're, Daniel, that they're praising God there. I've been to a lot of parties. Like yesterday, my wife, you know, they're, they're, uh, no, it was Margaret telling me that yesterday her family went to a, 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 a reveal of a, of a baby, a uh, boy or girl. And, 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 and so we have these gender reveal parties. We have housewarming parties. We, we're going to have a baby shower uh, next weekend. And, and, and so we have all these parties that we go to. I've never been to a foundation party, Tom. I've never been to a, a, a party to, to let, let, let's look, you know, Raymond's building a new house. Let's look at his foundation. 
I've never been. We've been to ones where you break the ground maybe and we're going to build a nice building and then you come to the dedication. When it's done, you cut the ribbon and we go into it. But nobody ever has a foundation party. But here we see them in the book of Ezra and and here they are uh, at the beginning, not at the finished work, but right here at the foundation. They are praising God. They are celebrating at the finished work of Jesus Christ. They are celebrating the finished, the finality of this that is laid out so perfectly, right? And and that is so complete. Listen, we get on the internet and we look at recipes and we look at uh, vacations and we look at different things and they have these snapshots that look so perfectly, don't they? Like they'll have a three minute recipe and you're thinking, wow, that's so beautiful. They got these little bowls and they got everything so perfect and it's like, here, put this cheese, put this and do this. And man, you go to do it and you got mess everywhere. Because they show you these little snapshots, but they don't show you the in-between of what's going on and what, you, what takes place. The same way with our testimony. Often we come in here and, man, yeah, you've been in church. I've been in church. You know, I've been saved since 1994. And I get up here and I say, man, I struggled with this. I struggled with that. But God got me. And, man, I'm reading my Bible and I'm praying and I'm studying. And, man, it looks so good. It looks so laid out. It's like I got from here to there and, like, there's never been any trouble. But you didn't see the nights of pleading. You didn't see the nights of, of failure. You didn't see the nights of uh, uh, all the things that took place in, these, in, in, in the midst of that testimony that we all have had to go through. And that's, what the, it's, that's the same thing right here is that God, it's, it's, it's where I was and where I got God brought me to, but there's something in between. There's something in between there. And, and, and I think it's good to look here and go back to recognizing the one thing we we do have and where we ought to celebrate on is we have a firm foundation. We have a firm foundation. We have a, it holds the structure up. So no matter how off course or if I start building in the, my, I can always go back to the foundation. I can always go back there and understand that. And, and I'm thankful today for the foundation at Brookside Church of God. I'm thankful today that there were a couple of folks that went before us. I'm thankful today. Diane was here. I'm thankful for the brother Shelton. I'm thankful for brother Wilson. I'm thankful for those Christians that prayed on these concrete floors and had revivals and went and picked up people in vans around here. And they built this church on a good foundation. I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they did that for us. I'm glad that they built it on the basics of God's word. I'm glad that they did that. I'm glad that they, that they, 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 they settled on the cross of Jesus. Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ and salvation by grace through faith alone. I'm so glad they did that. I'm so glad they put us on a good footing and a firm foundation and that this church was started out like that. And we want to remain on a good foundation. But listen, foundations can be destroyed. And the Bible says in Psalms 11:3, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Listen, Barna did a study recently. They do all kinds of studies. And they took a sample of 176 proclaimed Christians that exist in America. You wonder why I scream and yell and preach some of the things I do. And some of you will say, I didn't know all that was going on. Well, it's going on, not only going on in the world, the sad state of affairs is it's going on in the church. Listen, Barna did a study of 176 self-proclaimed Christians. These people claim to be Christians in America. And here's what the study finds out. 62% who call themselves born-again Christians do not believe in the Holy Spirit. If the foundations be destroyed, 61% of people who call themselves Christians believe that all religions have equal value today. If the foundations be destroyed, listen, 60% of those who were surveyed believe that they can get to heaven based on good works or merit. 
When do you think we spent a year preaching on nothing but the blood? Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the cross and Jesus and Him crucified. What can the righteous do if the foundations be destroyed? One purpose of the foundation is to hold the structure up. And if we are not on a good foundation, you can build on a new religion that says, hey, it looks good, all roads lead to heaven, but I'm going to tell you what, it's going to collapse. And you can build on one that says that the Holy Spirit is not God or that Jesus is not God, and I've got news for you, it's going to collapse. You're on a faulty, wrong foundation. And so the foundation of this church, listen to me, is the Word of God. Hear me. The foundation of our lives and of this church should be the Word of God. That's why I'm wanting you to read this book. That's why I'm begging you to read this book yourself personally, to get a systematic Bible study and to get into the pages of Scripture for yourself and to study. That's why I'm begging you to be here in the house of God and to hear it taught and to hear it preached and to be gathering together in person. And something happens and you have to remove yourself for a Sunday to listen online and to hear the Word of God preached and taught because the Word of God is our foundation. Look what Hebrews 1 tells us. It says, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things. The foundation holds the structure and upholding all things by his word. You don't think this is important to the life of a believer? It's not just coming down, praying a prayer, shaking a preacher's hand, going home and not reading the word of God or praying or getting to know this God yourself. It's not just having preachers and teachers dispense it and spoon feed you all the time. It's coming to know the Savior yourself. And so the foundation of the church is His Word. He upholds all things by the Word of His power. Listen, the enemy attacks always at the foundation. Why? Because it holds up the structure. Why would he not attack the foundation? If you're going to chop a, uh, you know, take something out, take it out so that the whole building falls down. And so that's what he's doing to your life. He wants to come at you and take away the Word of God out of your life and erode the foundation if you don't have anything to stand on. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Amen? And so the foundation begins right here with the Word of God, and it holds up the structure. That's why he's attacking the very foundation of our nation. Why do you think he doesn't want the Word of God in our schools? Why do you think he doesn't want the Word of God in our governments? Why do you want to think they want to sandblast it off of everything? Because we got a, we got an enemy who's out there to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to take the foundations of this nation. This nation made a covenant with God. This nation, those pilgrims got off of a boat and made made a covenant with God, with Almighty God, that they would make this nation a Christian nation, a God-fearing nation, that it would be established on the biblical beliefs and on the Word of God. They made a covenant with God, and we broke that covenant with God since then. Amen? And if we move off of that foundation, we're in trouble. We're in trouble because that's the only thing that can uphold the structure. And if he can attack the foundation, then how is the rest of the structure going to stand? The Bible says the grass withers and the flowers fade, but my word stands forever. Wouldn't you like something that's going to last forever? Then dust it off and get it into your heart. Read the Word of God. Hear the Word of God. You can play it. You can read it. There's, there's, there's plethora of ways to get it into you. Amen? Hallelujah. I got bad eyesight. Well, there's a, eight, a thousand apps that will read it to you. Or call me. I'll come read it to you and we'll read it together. Number two. A foundation resists movement. A foundation resists movement. Look, everything we're doing right now, if you were to, if I were to, if you were to take out your phone and take a, a, a picture of yourself right now, because we don't take pictures of other people, we take pictures of ourselves because we're narcissistic now, and that's why we're so miserable. Uh, but if you were to take pictures of 
family and other people, you'd be a lot happier and share those, you know. But, but, but if you were to take a picture of you or somebody else, because you're not those people, but if you were to take a picture of something right now, in a few minutes, if you were to pull that picture back up, that's history. That is history. That is, that is gone. I mean, right now, babies are being born, and, and, and right now, people are dying. They're going exiting out of this earth as we speak. I mean, the ground under us is like, like shifting sand all the time. It's just changing. I mean, I mean, tomorrow, there'll be a new fad. There'll be a new opinion. There'll be a new trend. And if you're building your life on fads and opinion, you're going to be shifting sand all the time. If, you're, if that's what you're building your hopes on today, oh, they're going to get a something and they're going to eradicate this well guess what tomorrow there's something new if that's what your hope is in then guess what it's sinking sand you're always moving you're always shaking I'll build my life on this hopefully they're going to get something and take care of this and we'll, we'll not have any problem no that's not done oh I'll get over here because they said over here they got something here that's stable and firm if all you're doing is following around opinions and following around this structure and that structure you're in trouble get on the right foundation that cannot be moved it's the solid rock. Amen. Matthew 7. I love it. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And it says like this, Jesus is talking and we're reading Matthew. We'll come across it this week. It says, a person who hears these words of mine, a person who hears these words because he's listening to them or he's reading them or he's going to church or somewhere that he can get online and hear them. But the person who hears these words of mine, not only hears them, but puts them into practice. See, that's been missing from Christianity. We think we can just read it, and that's it. Puts it into practice. Hearers of the Word and doers of the Word. Amen? Whoever is like that... Uh, hears the words, puts them into practice. He's like a man who built a house upon the rock. And when the elements came, and boy, the elements are here. That's wind, that, that, that's, that's fire, that's rain. When the seasons come and the seasons go, when the pandemic comes, but now it's the tornado season, when the hurricane season comes, when, when the, this problem and that coming and the war, and now it's gone. When the seasons come and the elements come and the elements are coming and the elements you're going to find out are good. They're good for us. And you're going to find out why in just a moment. They're allowed and they have a purpose. Let's just say that. They have a purpose. We don't like them, but they have a purpose. They serve a purpose. And the Bible says that this guy who had read the Word, put the words into practice, he's like a man on the rock. And when the fire comes and the rain comes and the wind comes and the elements come, this man, his house stands because it's on the rock. But the guy who's running around, building his life on accessories, building his life on opinions, getting this opinion, that opinion, running here, running there. It's like a guy who but he doesn't listen to the Word. He doesn't put the Word of God into practice. He builds his life on sand and when the elements come the house on the sand went splat. Right? So changing time and elements is going to come, but the person on the rock won't be undone. Realtors like Cindy back there, she doesn't, she, she, she sells, which you sell houses, she didn't sell houses, you sell it by bathrooms and kitchens, right? Everybody wants a big kitchen, nice kitchen. Everybody wants an open floor concept. Everybody wants to come in and, ah, it's only got one bathroom. There's no way. I got two or three girls, and man, they'll be fighting over a bathroom. We, we can't have this. We got to have a, that, that's how you sell houses typically. But if the foundations are broken, if it, then that house is not going to stay on the market for a long period of time because you, you don't want it. We went to a house one time, uh, it might have been Cindy showing us the houses. I can't remember because she sold us our first house. But anyway, we went to a house one time and, 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 and loved the house, thought I was going to buy the house, went downstairs and there was cracks in the foundation and it, it had floods down in there. 
I don't want that. And so, so, so if, you, if you can see the foundation and it's broken, then we're going to stay away from that house because nobody wants to move into a house where the foundation has potential of being destroyed. Amen? And so, so we want to build our house on the rock. We want to build our marriage and our children and our, fa- and our families and our knowledge and our friendship and our beauty up on the rock so that it's never moving. It's always there and it's, and, it, and it's never settling, and it's, and it's there uh, on a firm foundation. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3, and let's see what it goes on to say, because we're going to get a building start to come up here in the next couple of weeks. And so listen to what he says. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. And listen to what it says. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which was laid. That's what we spent a year on, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it. The elements are going to come. And and because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. And if it is one's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet as though through fire. So although the foundation is laid, there's still a building that has to come up, right? We want a building to come up. We want the building to come up. We want it to come up, the building of God. But how we build and what we build is going to be tested by the elements. Okay, I believe that's what uh, some of what we've seen in the last several years, 9-11, COVID, a lot of what we've seen. We have seen what we've been building our lives on and how they and our churches on and what 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 were what were how, how the building was. Was it straw? Was it was it wood? Was it hay? Was it fire? Was it gold? Was it something lasting? Because the elements have sure come and beat upon us. And, and in a lot of my life uh, looking inside, I began to realize, hey, uh, I've 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 began building on some things and building some stuff into my life that doesn't need to be there. We've mixed a lot of our churches, not only with the Word of God, but with pop psychology or with with the culture of the day or with Americanism. And here we have all these structures that are unstable and the elements are revealing it. And that's why I said, hey, the people who built this church, they put it on a good foundation. But you know what? We need to come back and make sure we're building it correctly. We want to build it right. And that's what 2020 22 is about building this building correctly and going out into the world and preaching the glorious good news of the gospel. Amen? And so the elements that we're experiencing, these seasons that we're being tested in right now, uh, these testings by fire, these testings by the wind, uh, uh, they have a purpose. The wind has a purpose. How many remember in the Word of God? The wind. Jesus talked about the wind. Jesus sent the wind. How many remember what caused the Red Sea to open up? The wind. What caused the Red Sea to close back up and to crush the Egyptians? The wind. What, what caused quail to rain down and come out of heaven for a bunch of people who were, who were soulish and crying out, we're tired of this manna, give us some meat. And God, the wind comes and blows and brings a lot of quail all over the place for them to eat. The wind brought rain after a long drought and all of a sudden we need rain to come back and the wind comes. The wind, the wind, the wind has purposes. And Jesus said it goes wherever it wills, but the disciples noticed that even though it goes wherever it wills it obeys this master he he can command it to stop and it literally has to obey that Jesus could just say the word and so sometimes God needs to send wind storms rain fire to test the work that we are building on the foundation and that's what we're seeing happening 
And those elements have a purpose in our lives, friend. They have a purpose. And sometimes God sends these. And God, I'm glad God is knocking down some buildings that don't need to be there anymore. I'm glad He's knocking down some buildings of religion. I'm glad He's knocking down some, some, some works, self-works uh, out of our lives plus salvation. I'm glad He's knocking down a lot of things we built on and believed and faulty. And I'm glad that He's, hey, he's doing that because I'm not afraid anymore because listen even if some of the building gets if it gets knocked down we we've always got the foundation the foundation is there the foundation was laid before the foundation of the world it's nothing fancy there's nothing fancy about the foundation no one says let me see your foundation but let me tell you something it's there it is there we we we, we can't have preferences about the foundation that's the beautiful part we don't come in and move furniture into the foundation we, we, we it's there it's already laid it, it, there's no preferences about it should be this or it should be that because the bible says it was laid before the foundation of the world it's laid it's laid it's perfect and 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 and, and so it, it, it's stable and it, and it resists movement and, and thirdly and lastly the foundation sustains balance it provides balance uh, it, 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 Ezra's got a good foundation here, but it's not a per perfect foundation. Oh, there's a better one. The, 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 it's a good picture of a foundation here that they're going back and that they're laying. But there's a greater temple and a greater foundation than the one that we see here. And, and, and so they're at the foundation. And I want you to remember where we started, where we read, and I wanted you to pay attention. There, there's a group of people that are, that are, that are, that are weeping. They're weeping because they, they had seen the nostalgia of the old temple. They, they, they remembered the glory of Solomon's temple. And so they're, they're, they're seeing this new one, but they're remembering, oh, the revivals then and the glory and the splendor of this place. But then there's another group of people that are ecstatic because they never saw that and they're just thrilled the temple is going up. They are so great. They're shouting and they're praising. And, and, and what I want us to focus on right here is focus on the two points of view because they're in the same place, but they have two different experiences. And that, again, if you go back to the amusement park, we could say, I could ask two of you that went to an amusement park and you, you went to Six Flags and one of you says, man, it was a blast. You ought to go. I had the greatest time. And another one of you went the same day at the same time and you say, it stunk. The worst experience I've ever had in my life. I wouldn't go if you paid me to go. Right? Same place. Two different experiences. That's how I want us to look at this right here because the foundation leads to this noise going up of weeping. One experience is weeping. And listen, weeping is not going to, uh, it's not going to make a, 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 a difference. It's, it's, it's just, uh, they can weep all they want. And, and nor is, uh, it's not going to sustain anything, nor is the shouting and the jubilance going to sustain anything. Uh, but the Bible says there's this noise going on that is going up and, and uh, it's not going to sustain the temple. It's an undiscernible noise. And I want to give you, it reminds me of two instances in the Bible here at the end that I want to give you. One is found in Genesis 11 and the other one is found in Acts 2. In Genesis 11, if you'll remember what's taking place here is they are building a tower, the Tower of Babel. And the Bible says that they are in unity together. The Bible says they're in unity. And now listen, you can be in unity Unity, but here's what was happening, Phil. They have a bad vision. They have a bad vision statement. Listen, they, they, they are, they're going to build a city for themselves. But they're in one accord, but they're going in the wrong direction. You can be in one accord, but you can be going in the wrong direction. And that's what's happening right here. And what does God come and do, Cindy? What does he do to these people? He's, the Bible says he comes down because they got the wrong, they're in unity, but they get the wrong vision. They've got this human vision plan. They're building on this foundation, but the building is not right and it's not according to God's word. And so all of a sudden they start building, but they're unified. And God comes down and he confuses the languages and they are spread out all over the earth. And there's a noise being heard all over the earth that people are hearing, but they can't understand. It's just all kinds. Of, it's like the weeping and like the praising. There's just this noise 
noise going up abroad out of this place where God has confused and spread them. Now you come to Acts 2 and the Bible says something miraculous begins to happen. You have these people. They're, at a, they're, they're on the foundation. Jesus Christ, He has died. He is buried. He has rose from the dead. They're on a firm footing. They're on a firm foundation. They've been told in Acts 1, go into the city and I want you to wait there. I want you to wait till you are endued with power. When they begin to take God like a wise man, they begin to say, we want to be wise master builders. We want to build correctly on this foundation. We're going to obey you. We're going to hear your word. This is not our plan. This is not our vision. We're going to build according to what you say. You told us to go and wait and we're going to go and we're going to do just that. We're going to be on the foundation. We're going to wait and we're going to wait for the promise from heaven and the Bible says that all the sudden while they obeyed and while they waited, a sound, a sound, the wind came, the Bible says, and blew upon their lives and blew into their lives. Listen, they heard a sound just like in Ezra. It was noised abroad, the Bible says. But I want you to see what it says. Listen to what it says. Come on, you got to get this. Go to the next verse. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem. Now the whole nation's here. They're coming together and they're hearing a sound when they're in this place. And when this sound occurred from every nation brought back together, they hear this sound. And when this sound occurred, then the multitude came together and were confused. But not confused like in the book of Ezra. They are confused saying, how can this happen? And that's what in 2022, we want the world to hear coming out of this building and out of these temples. How can this happen? How can this happen? We are hearing something for the first time. Listen, all of a sudden now, they are hearing a people who are going into the Word of God. They are obeying what they are hearing, and they are coming out with speaking what they are hearing, and they have clarity for the world. And now the Bible says, because every one of them heard them speak in his own language, then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak? Galileans. Oh my goodness, and how is this that we hear each one in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, they began to hear people, folks. The Persia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya, joining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues. The wonderful Megaleos and wonderful works of Almighty God. They are astonished, but not because they don't hear what the church is saying. They hear it clearly. They're astonished that they can hear it. They can hear it for the first time. They can discern the noise unless the trumpet makes a clear sound. The world's not going to know. The things that have been coming out of our church have been crazy in, in America. It's been just absolutely noise that's been going from here and noise noise from there and the world is confused but my friend we're coming back to the foundation and we are coming back and we're obeying the word of God and the spirit of God is going to come and folks we're going to be a symphony of clarity and the noise is going to go out again into our cities and our world amen hallelujah when the church comes together and obeys the word of God there's a move of the Spirit. And dear God, may there be a move of the Holy Spirit again in this last hour. Because if the church that started needed it, then by golly, the church at the end needs it desperately. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We need, they were speaking with one voice 
And people were confused, saying, how can this happen? We're hearing for the first time. We hear it. We need to get back to the, uh, the basics, folks. And that's what the elements are doing. That's what the wind and the fire and all of this is doing. Thank God. I thank God for last year and the year before. I thank God that I'm moving into a place now that I haven't been with God in so long. I thank God that He's taking things out and putting things in. I thank God that there's revival coming and a refreshing coming and a renewal coming and a hunger for God and he's showing me little things like if you follow me Brad I will build I'll do it (coughs) we need a how could this happen moment unity under the vision of Christ and under his word not under this church conference and that foolishness. And have you heard the latest this and heard the latest that? Moved in God's plan. Back to the basics. Back to the cross. Back to streets of gold. Back to, back to death, burial, and resurrection. Back to quitting the foolishness of loving self. Love God and love others. My goodness how confused we are. Die to yourself and live for God. Oh, folks, the, the, the beautiful part here is today in closing is we have access to the same foundation that was laid before the foundation of the world. And here's the beautiful part. It doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're called to Mountain Brook, or you're called to, 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 to the lowest parts of Birmingham, or you're called to the, the, the biggest slums in the world, or you're called to the biggest palaces. The same foundation is available for every person. The same gospel will will, will save and heal and deliver. And listen, we are his pulpit. You are his pulpit in 2022. You are his pulpit. And you are to take this message. You are to obey this gospel and take this message into the, 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 uh, the nursing homes and into our family situation and into hospitals and into uh, restaurants and into everywhere we go. And there should be clarity coming from these pulpits, these different places, but they're all on the same foundation of Jesus Christ. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for your word. God, I thank you, Lord, that you not only build foundations, but next week we're going to see that you furnish temples. And Father, I love what we started with the scripture that said, for the mountains may move and the hills may disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. God, you love us so much, and you are so wonderful. And God, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for what you're teaching us and what you're doing in our lives, God. And the building is going up, but it's going up the right way, the way Paul told us to be built. He he said, lay it on no other foundation than the one he laid. And he's a master builder. And he said, build it according to the blueprints of God's word. And God, that's how we're going to build from here on out. That's how we're going to build at this church. That's how we're going to build our lives and our ministries. And God, I believe when we go out this time and this year, we're going to see, God, miracles done just like the early church did. God, because we're going to be going with your power and with your might and with your spirit and as a symphony of clarity of voices that are going into the neighborhoods, casting the nets. And Father, we just give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.